last time the Lords of Grantham watched Poldark, things were in a very interesting place. Elizabeth was pregnant, and the paternity of the child caused a rift between Ross and Demelza. Uh, George has put Elizabeth's family home on lockdown after marrying her, after Francis passed away. Um, the mines are all up in the air, and there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. It's been so long, let's just get to it. It's the Lord of Grantham podcast, and we're watching Poldark Season 3. And we spent a long time away, but, you know, if we call Downton home, I think we're at our vacation home right now. We're back to Poldark. Is it fair to call Poldark a vacation home when all that's going on there is just drama, <laughs> drama, drama? Yes. <laughs> I feel like Poldark is like our hospital <laughs> where we just go there and just... Poldark is like school or work. <laughs> Yeah, if yeah, we yeah, enjoy, got, got if we you know work. vaguely enjoyed it conceptually, mm -hmm. it's good. It's good though. We're I'm, back. I'm yeah, excited, I mean, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, we really did enjoy the first two seasons, so we're here for season three, ready for it. Oh yeah, and it was. I mean, I guess we should, probably should bench this talk for a moment, but it was yes, it was good. Good to revisit this show, following so much Julian. We we're mainlining mm -hmm. Julian Fellows for. Pretty much six months. Yeah, six months. <laughs> so it's nice yeah. to be back to something different, but also uh, what's the Very word I'm good. looking for? Very good, high quality, and riveting. Yeah, I think that's fair. So before we get started, any news in the world? I know I've heard a few things. Well, Down Abbey: A New Era will be available on demand June 10th, Friday, June 10th, which is this week. So if you were waiting to see it in theaters and weren't sure, you can now watch it at home worry-free about COVID and all that stuff. So there you go. There you have it. Is it Peacock yet or just, um, you know? Uh, Peacock is still a little bit of time uh, of time away, maybe around July 4th. You, you can expect to see it there. But if you want to watch it now, you can. I think you can pay on demand on, on Friday, June 10th. This is not a sponsored ad. Just letting you know out there in case you've been holding off on watching it. Yeah, if you're a hardcore Downton fan and you haven't seen and it, it's just a little, I, you know, it's a little bit more expensive than waiting another month or whatever for Peacock, but and go for it. Feel, it feels like it's the right move for them because the movie itself, it's on track to earn about less than half of the first movie in theaters. Not, not, not great. It's doing okay considering that we're coming out of this pandemic and not everyone feels comfortable going to the theaters, especially older crowds. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a huge uh, dip <laughs> from the first film. Now, I know this is a the kind of speculation that we probably should save for a full episode or a Patreon bonus, but does this poor performance bode well for a third movie? I would say no. <laughs> but then again, I mean, the production costs of Downton Abbey, and I'm not any expert, but they're relatively low considering that they stick to High Clear Castle in and around there. Now... As you were saying, Dave, maybe they may be venturing elsewhere for the next season, who or next movie, who knows? So I, I don't know if that would scrap those plans. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Like, did the movie perform in such a way that it now requires a different sort of plotting? Or just more blue screen. <laughs> it's sad to see beloved franchises go that way, but yeah, sometimes yeah. you got to well, do we'll what see. you got to do. If that's the end of Down Abbey, not the worst ending. 
but who knows? No, no. And I know we've we've said it before, but we are going to be taking our patron on Patreons, Downton Abbey power rankings and predictions and polls and, and, and opinions and having our own little breakdown of them. So maybe we'll give it until the end of next week so that sure. anyone who missed it in the theaters can jump in. And if you want us to review your power rankings of Downton Abbey, A New Era, jump on board. I'm, I'm sure they're dying to hear what we think of their power rankings. Hey, people pay a lot of YouTubers and, and, and streamers to read their words. So, hey. And we're, we're not asking for much more. No, we're not. That. A- we're asking for like $1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that, that's what's going on with Downton. Is there some other news you're aware of, Dave? No, that was with, because I saw a tweet that it was uh, streaming on June 10th, but it was it, it was called based, it said based in the UK. So, I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if that was a global thing or just a it's it sounds like uk and us at least so well if you're somewhere else in the world maybe keep waiting but you're out of luck yeah that's all you need to know so do you want to jump right into pole dark yeah i mean dave how was it for you catching up on, on pole dark after being away from it for so many months it was well thankfully amazon gave the little previously on bit <laughs> that recap was one of the most hurried recaps I've ever seen for a show. Uh, I mean... I don't know. Have you watched reca- Obi-Wan? <laughs> I know. If you watched Obi-Wan, they recap the prequels, but they take at least four to four and a half minutes to recap the three movies. Here, we have two seasons of TV. They recap in under a minute. <laughs> they blaze they just, right yeah, through they gotta things. Yeah, they got to get through. We got to know what we got to know. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's Francis. Next scene. Francis is dead. Wait, what? <laughs> What's going on hey. here? It, was, it actually made me chuckle because it literally goes from like Francis to him just going, <laughs> falling into the hole of the mine. <laughs> Not to laugh at his his peril, but the way hey, they put we, it together. We've had enough time to, to mourn. Looks. We wore black long enough. Now we can smile. Just a little bit. Uh, so where are we with these characters? What is going on now? We just want to jump into this episode? I mean, what else do you want to talk about? I don't man? know. You say, where are we with these characters? We, who do we want to start with? I think the best way to break down this episode is maybe to go in order, to, to talk in, in sequence, right? Because everything ties together. Yeah, sure. So we see that... How did you pop for the cliffs? Yeah, they, they had like a drone shot or something where they have, it starts with Elizabeth on a horse. Mm-hmm. It's it's going wild. It's going buck wild on there. She's holding on for, you know, however many seconds she can. And then the camera just pans to show us the cliff that she is heading towards. Well, uh, what, a, what a way to open that season if she just <laughs> ate it off the edge of the cliff. Yeah, they, they keep teasing something bad is going to happen to Elizabeth in this episode. Spoiler alert, nothing bad happens to her. Regardless of how much you want something bad to happen to her. You want something bad to happen to her? No, she wants something bad to happen. Not necessarily bad, but she wants a sort of... uh, Sure. She wants an out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, But it's funny, because we've never seen that that shot before of just, like, camera being like, look at this cliff coming. And here we are. Yeah, Ross is on the move. He sees her from far away. What, what luck is that? Yeah, they should have done a slam zoom. They should have just had... That would have been great. Ross just sees her riding by and is like... Ugh. Yeah, just slam right into his face and then he goes to save the day. Yeah. Uh, 
it would have been, it's funny though, because he goes, so he goes to go save her, he calms down the horse, but he gets real close to that horse, so I almost was expecting the horse to kick him. Well, that's what, if he, he was getting him. in to, to calm the horse down, and the horse is get, getting up on his hind legs and mm-hmm. making a scene, and then Ross is, Ross calms the horse down. Yeah. I was, uh, it certainly does. I mean, that's what you gotta do to save a life. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, George is nearby. And he doesn't need he doesn't need Ross's assistance as he tells him. How is George so close by, but he totally misses this whole kerfuffle that happens? <laughs> They're just trying to tee up, you know, some drama. It really is just, you know, bad booking. <laughs> just just to make it just to remind us. Oh yeah, these people hate each other. By the way, I would, in case you forgot that. Yeah, in case we forgot the showdown at their at George's house, or should I say, Francis's house. Yeah, in case you th- you thought that uh, recap was a little too fast, and we kind of skipped over their their rivalry, it's still going. Yeah, they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So Elizabeth, she's still pregnant, mm-hmm. and uh, the, everything's pretty much moving towards that. Everything has been pretty steady for the most part. Otherwise, yeah. And we see that Ross is kind of up to something, but we don't know exactly what it is. He's putting some new hay on the the roof. You know, he's cleaning up around there. Uh, we see Judy uh, is Prudy. still working there. Prudy, it's been a while, man. Not well. While. You're thinking Judd. Well, yeah. And so, did you look into this, Dave? I didn't look into it, but I, you know, I listened to the the dialogue. Judd Judd went away or something like that. Yeah. Well, well, the truth of it is, is that the actor said that the writers told him they didn't have much in mind for him this season. And so he took that as meaning to go look for work elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So then he went and booked himself in other shows, and he doesn't return back for the rest of the series. He's gone. That's it? (laughs) That's it for Judd, man. Wow. (laughs) He's gone. (laughs) Which I feel like when they said, like, we don't have much in mind for you, they didn't mean never come back. back. from the dead. (laughs) I know. Wow. Uh, he, He said that... As part of like his comedic uh, rapport with her was kind of at odds with the more dramatic tone of the of the sh- show, but I feel like they were they were able to make that work in the past couple seasons. Wow! So no more. I I thought that would be a part of the plot. Like Judd is gone oh, for man. this week and comes back next week. Wow! No, he's just gone. That, that's why pretty. She's like sporting that new tan, man. She looks so tan in this episode. She's a, or rather, Judd is like, it's like Cody Rhodes or something. He walked out. <laughs> For greener pastures, he says, I'm co- I'm going away to my own. Yeah, Judd tore his pectoral muscle, and now he's out for the next three seasons of TV. <laughs> well, I meant in the, in the grander scheme of things. He walked away from one company to go book himself somewhere where he's taken more seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, to get more money. Um, but they did, it looks like they cleaned up Prudy a little bit. Like, I would not be shocked if they try to introduce some love affair for Prudy in the near future, if Judd's not around. Oh, yeah, I mean, this this show, is this, we're in season, season or rather, episode one of this season, and we're already shipping a new couple, and we'll get to that when we get right. to it. Right, as soon as they, they pair off old couples, it's like, they, we got to find new people to pair off, or else we got nothing going on here. We're, we're out of ideas. Yeah, we need a Mr. Mason-like character. Well, I guess Prudy is still technically married, so we'd need some sort of resolution that Judd, like, dies or something. Yeah, we'll get, like, some letter that he's dead somehow. That would, it wouldn't be the craziest thing that uh, one of these shows has done. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, keeping with the soap opera of everything, we see uh, Jeffrey Charles is growing up. Uh, Francis's son. It's been a busy nine months. It's, like I was thinking the same thing too. It, it's only been about eight months, 
This child has grown to walk and talk and have some sass. Some <laughs> what sass. has transpired? I was thinking as this episode progresses that, you know, I think we're all a little anxious about what's going to happen when Downton Abbey has to give these children characters personalities. Mm-hmm. And I love Jeffrey Charles in this episode. He carries himself like he's a 25-year-old man, like he's been through it, <laughs> which I guess he, he has. He has. Dad. Yeah. But it, it, I like it's like Jeffrey Charles and Aunt Agatha versus George with Elizabeth kind of stuck in the middle. And with mm-hmm. Uncle Carrie, our, our boy Pip is back. It's been a yeah, long time without Pip. Pip. Torrance, collecting checks. But early on, we get a sense of this because um, there's a lot on Elizabeth's mind. And uh, George is just like, we need to get this kid out of here. Uh, and he need, actually needs a name change. You, you're going <laughs> to have to take change. my name. Yeah, you're going to take my name. And the kid's like, fine. I'll go by Jeffrey Charles Francis Poldark. Which the aunt snorts. <laughs> we well, says, "Don't you think it's about time you took my name?" And he goes, "Yeah, you know, maybe it is time I change my name." Mm-hmm. This kid is slick. Yeah, man. I'm surprised he doesn't just like punch George in the nuts and then run away. <laughs> I mean, I bet he has. <laughs> That'd be great. This is. I think um, this is the thing I'm looking forward to the most in this season of the show: Jeffrey Charles, Jeffrey Charles, and George. By the end of the season, Jeffrey Charles is probably going to be smoking a stogue. <laughs> uh, hair growing out. He's gonna be twenty five. <laughs> yeah, missing teeth. Uh, can't wait to see where this goes. And we see. But I mean, oh, continue. Yeah, no, 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 no. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yes, yeah, so we go from Jeffrey Charles to to Caroline and Ray Penvenon. Yeah, one full of vigor, one running out of it. Ray Penvenon is sick. He's very sick. Uh, and we see that he is still sort of trying to pass on these high society men onto onto Caroline, mm-hmm. and we know that the doctor is fighting overseas or he's on a boat, but you know that's she's got to live. Caroline's got to live, and she keeps saying she doesn't have time for boys. She's got to deal yeah. with him. He's dying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Dwight Ennis, he'll be back soon enough. I kept calling him Dennis in my mind also. It's kind of like a coupleizing his first and last names. And he does look like a Dennis. You look at him, it's like, that's a Dennis. Yeah, he could be, he could be a Dennis. <laughs> but he is, he is Dwight Ennis. Anyways, uh, what, what's going on? We get a, well, uh, that, That's a little expositional scene. Then we get mm-hmm. to meet our first new character of the season is uh, Drake. Yeah, Demel's brother. Yes. Drake Karn. And he, she also has another brother. It's so fun. This is like classic soap opera stuff. Like, oh, you didn't realize these these people had well, brothers the whole time? I think we've seen Sam before, but Drake has not been around. Right. There, There is a Sam Karn. Uh, he has not actually been around, Dave. We've oh, not okay. Seen so it's just brothers. the father. We haven't seen either of Demel's brothers. <laughs> Yeah, they, they've uh, materialized out of thin air because well, they realize they need some romantic interest in this movie. I think in, in the kayfabe of the show, though, they do say like Drake was off doing something and right. wasn't around as well. So I think he... Well, they're closer to their father and he was, you know, going about his own way and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake Karn, though, Dave, you may recognize, he is from the Gilded Age. Yeah, I knew him, but which, is, is he... Uh... He's Larry. 
He's uh, right. George Russell's right. son. I was like, which one is he? I didn't want to pause the show and look on IMDb because I didn't want spoilers about how many episodes he's in or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he's fine. But, I mean, he's just like a pauper version of Larry Russell. As yeah. of this moment, he's just kind of there being a, a kind of handsome young man. It's funny. He looks so young here. I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> compared I knew, to I knew Larry he was Russell. coming because I know people had said that Demel's brother yeah. is in the Gilded Age. So I said, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess this is him. But I also thought he looked like a Bridgerton brother, too. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. V- very anonymous. Uh, but he's there because he's got some news about their father. Yeah, you're not doing so hot. This is bad season for old people in the uh, world of Cornwall. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sick. Mm-hmm. He's dying, which I'm okay with. Every time he shows up on the show, it's a bit of a downbeat. It's like, man, can we just get away from Demelza's father? Yeah, and that, now we are. <laughs> thank God. Amen. You know. So, hey. Demelza, there's like a bit of a conflict, but she goes home. She goes home to see him off. Yeah, well, she goes and, or, you know, she basically tells her brother, I'm not coming. Right. And he's like, all right, I understand. Mm-hmm. And then we see that Sam is a little bit more fanatical about the religion and the way that their father is. And Drake is kind of on the fence and sort of, eh, you know, this seems weird. This isn't something that I need to be a part of. Yeah. And, uh... That's pretty much it, right? He's he's gone. Yeah, I mean he he has his. I think he has his scenes are placed weirdly throughout the episode to build the tension with uh, Demelza and what happens there. But yeah, uh, the, you know it's not worth dwelling on it. He's a he's a mean man, and and you know he keeps telling Demelza like you can redeem yourself, and she, she's like I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm set. I think she I think he I'm says good. he says something like, Hey, will you follow in my footsteps and spread the word? You still can. And she goes no. <laughs> she just like pats him on the shoulder. <laughs> nah, I'm good. All right, <laughs> bye now. So, anyways, there, there's that. But it, it seems like the Karn brothers will be in the picture a lot more all of a sudden. <laughs> sure. I mean, we need more. They weren't bodies. there for Judd the birth. They, they weren't there for the birth of her children or anything like that. <laughs> hey. But now they're finally here. I mean, Ross missed a whole lot. So who are we to talk about people missing life? Events? That's a little different. He he was serving serving in the war. Oh yeah. Uh. So anyways, back at the Warligans' uh, home, uh, Uncle fails to see George's fascination <laughs> with Elizabeth and yeah, everything. Still, he's still like, come on, man. <laughs> Why are you settling for this? It's like, Dad, I got her pregnant. I, I, I have to stick with this. Or no, Uncle, I, I got to stick with this. And Gary's like, come on, man. And, but he thinks they should send Jeffrey Charles to boarding school. He's spoiled. And he's too reliant on Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And all this leads to is Aunt saying uh, something uh, that baby's coming sooner than you think. <laughs> That's how the scene wraps up. <laughs> I, she, she's just, she is, she's the Statler and Ward, Waldorf of this whole episode. She's spitting venom throughout this episode. She hates the Warligans, which, to be fair, this is not their home. <laughs> and they're walking all around it. Yeah. But uh, it's funny, because I thought the whole thing with George uh, Jeffrey Charles going to boarding school was settled last season I was kind of surprised to see it still being open that he conversation. was going to boarding school yeah I thought they had decided on that or I guess no, I maybe think it wasn't I don't think finals. they had Elizabeth is Got definitely it. not on board with that right that was the hammer from last season's like oh yeah we should send him away dun 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 
Wait yeah, for him to so get a personality and some, some, you know. Shutspa. Hutspa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit uh, of an attitude. Just a little bit. But there's uh, new stuff going on with the Warligans. They're opening their new uh, and improved bank. Yeah, the Warligan Bank. They want to be the only bank in town, as, as George says. Mm-hmm. And they have this fancy little opening day, and Elizabeth can't go because of you know, riding on the horse and almost getting launched off a cliff, but that doesn't stop uh, George from bringing his stepson, who mm-hmm. hates everything about it. Yeah. And, of course, Ross is just poking around, seeing what's going on there. And Jeffrey Charles is like, hey! Uncle hey, Ross! Ross. <laughs> and then George is like, no, 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 keep moving, keep moving. Mm-hmm. I like the whole episode is like, Every time it's like Ross is so busy or Ross has something to do. And then you just see him doing nothing. Just wandering around <laughs> with no agenda. I mean, yeah, he, he clearly has an agenda. He's walking by the day of the Warligan Bank opening. But, yeah, you know, for a guy that says he has nothing to do, meandering is something that he really likes to do. And uh, he bumps into Uncle Carrie. And Uncle Carrie's like, you want to send your regards to Grandmaster Lorgan? Warligan? And Ross is like, if he exists, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you later, boy. I got nothing to do with you, Carrie. Uh, and we get an update on Ross's finances. I almost feel like this is like an every other episode thing. Like, where is Ross's finances at? And right now, he's in good finances. <laughs> crowd, crowd, applauds. Yeah, I feel like Ross Great is job, like, Ross. like cryptocurrency. Like you, you kind of know where he stands, but you're not all the way sure. It's like, yeah, yeah I man, think I, liquid- I think I got my money in Ross right now. He's liquid right now, man. His mind is prosperous. What could possibly go wrong, he says. He literally says, what could possibly go wrong? It's like, Ross, you don't know, man. We've been... You keep getting in people's faces. Yeah. Don't, why do you keep on attempting fate? But the, the, I like the banker guy. I forget to... I, for, I, I did the Amazon x-ray. tried to get his name. Mm-hmm. It was gone before I could get it. But Oh, man. He, uh, he's I like, like seeing him, He's though. like, Ross, your wife is healthy and happy. You, you know, your your business is booming. You're living. Like, mm-hmm. your life is perfect, man. Let's not complicate things. And Ross is like, oh, okay. Sure. We'll see about that. Judd is gone. <laughs> yeah, everything's better from here on out. So we have another new character joining the cast. Yeah, we meet the Chenoweths, mm-hmm. who go to visit the Warligan Bank, and... It seems as though Mother Chinoweth is on hard times. Very much so. And yeah. Fa- Mr. Is, is dead or out of the picture has put them seems in. To be the case. Has put hard times on them. And mm-hmm. they basically go in on opening day to make a deal with, or not make a deal, but just discuss their finances with, with George. And yeah. George seems ready for this. Mm-hmm. He has an idea in mind. So he's going to take Marwenna, and and she's going to be Jeffrey Charles's new governess, little full time babysitter. So he's not stuck to Elizabeth. Yeah, he doesn't bother to check with Elizabeth on this at all. He's just like, this is this is this should work. Let's just plug her in. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly that. Oh, the the banker is Harris Pasco, by the way. Oh, that's yes, Pasco. That's right, Harris Pasco. <laughs> Good to see him. Thanks for coming this time around. Yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, Marwenna, she's going to be coming to watch after Jeffrey Charleston. Whew, man, he really did choose a good one here. That's his. That's uh, Elizabeth's cousin too. Yeah, she's she is related. They do note that. Mm-hmm. Whew, good for good for them. Uh, big fan to to see wh- what's going to come here. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we know what's going to come there, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we just jump ahead to that? I mean, the episode ends <laughs> with the Karn brothers uh, running into her, and one of the Drake Karn, the guy from Down Abbey, Larry, he he's just like gilded age. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> which which way is it to uh, wherever you going? And she's like, hey, we're not. I'm not even supposed to be here right now. I cross property lines. It's so funny because like I didn't even need to have the scene to already know that these two are going to like probably get together. It's like you don't introduce two new characters around the same age and be like. These two are never going to interact with each other on this show. Yeah, exactly. I think I said as soon as we saw Drake, I was like, all right, where's the woman they're setting her up with? And then she's right there. They literally just summoned her out of thin air. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Elizabeth is not too keen uh, about having this uh, gover- governess around because she wants to have the total influence over Jeffrey Charles. She wants to you know, raise him right. It almost feels like an indictment of what she's been doing in some ways. Yeah, and I think she's aware that I think I think we we're very clear that there's not a loving marriage between Elizabeth and uh, George at this point. And and George is maybe in denial about it, but yeah. It's very uh they're not having fun living together. This is like a marriage of spite. Oh, I mean like it it is, man, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the sense that George definitely had feelings for Elizabeth, but they're not warm and affectionate feelings. Mm-hmm. And then they're definitely stemming from possessing her, even down to the way he says, you know, the things he owns and stuff like that. Anyways. Yeah, but we also see before the the introduction of, of the new governess, Ross is at home and there's there's a mm-hmm. visitor that says, someone's here at the mine, someone's at the mine, you got to come see him. Oh, yeah. And we, I, I said, uh oh. I wonder who it's gonna be. And it's, I thought it was gonna be Dwight. It's just Jeffrey Charles. <laughs> the boy can't be stopped. He just goes around on his own. But he, yeah, I like that. And and I like the town is like, we know this drama exists, but we're on Ross's side, so we don't care. Yeah, I, I can't believe that the kid just showed up there and. Did he not expect to get like spots on his suit that like his dad would have later ask about? Well, or Ross like drops that? him off later. Yeah. And he straight up says to Ross, I want to go in the mine. And Ross, the place where his father died. Mm-hmm. And Ross goes, all right, let's go. As we as we know, this is a show about mines and, and, and the people involved in them. And keep in mind, Ross has his own child at home. Like, Ross is not like a, a bachelor who's like the cool uncle. He's a guy with oh. like a billion jobs. Yeah. What do we say? he got time to meander. He's got time to go and show Jeffrey Charles st- stones and ore. Right, and the kid is like so hyped up to see some of this like metal, and it's like, yeah, man, that that that's metal, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, we do see Ross visit where Francis is buried. <laughs> Good and for then him. It's at at a church, and George is like, "Why are you here?" It's like these two and, just can't leave each other alone. They definitely are so bad churches. for each other. <laughs> I mean, Ross even says, like, do you own these churches? George is like, there's some things I can't own. (laughs) 
Hey, maybe he can own a church. I could see him trying to own a church for sure. He could probably start his own Scientology group at some point. You know, that would be a great plot. George is like a cult leader. <laughs> oh man, that'd be dope. Uh, so uh, what was it? I think from there we get into the secret plot of the episode, which is Ross and Demelza have successfully set up a wedding. For Dr. Dwight, who's back in town, and Caroline Penvenon. Yeah. Because he's, he's on reprieve from uh, war. and He's got shore leave for 24 hours. Yeah. To get married. He looks great. He looks great, by the way. Oh, yeah. He I mean, looks like war, he's he, been, no scurvy for him. No. It looks like it's, it's making him look young and healthy. Uh, so, yeah, we get to see their, their, their wedding. It's quaint, it's small, it's nice, mm-hmm. and we see that uh, Caroline has sort of lied to her Uncle Ray and said that she's going to London as a way to sort of get away for the night and be with her yeah. new man because he has to go back on on you know on the ship in the sea in mm-hmm. the next morning. So, wedding is quick. They have a little feast. Now, I kept thinking this plot was going to be some money move, so I'm a little bit glad that it was just a. A nice thing that Ross was doing. Yeah. And it didn't yeah, involve free traders. Guy. It didn't involve screwing over George. It was just a nice thing. He even paid for a carriage or, or something. Because like at one point, Jeffrey Charles, he, he spots them getting into the carriage. And he's like, oh, wow, they all get along over there, huh? And, and Marwenna then informs him, oh, that's a doctor he's with. I think he knows. No, he informs Marwenna. No, he like, knows that's, that's, that's Doctor Dwight. That's my man. Oh, that's right. He explains it to Marwenna. <laughs> the, the boy knows more than Marwenna. What am I Marwenna saying? Marwenna is is basically a previously on Poldark for us watching who haven't seen it in a while. He's like, this is that person. She goes, oh okay. She's like the child compared to the fully developed, growing Jeffrey Charles. Oh yeah. Um, we, we did skip over that. Was it there? There was a beat where Drake Karn says he wants to get out even after his. Dying you know, fathers. I mentioned that he definitely seems like uh, he's not interested the way that Sam. Yeah, is. taking over uh, for for Cornwall or whatever the the fallen stones there. Anyways, though, so yeah, we cut to the house where the Warligans are at. Elizabeth is looking at these steps, and she's like, "I don't know if I want to go down these steps. I don't know what can I do with these steps." Well, she's well before that. We're we're skipping over the point that she is she. We see she's in having birthing pains. Mm-hmm. And she she knows what we all know, and this the is, child is probably not George's. This is we're a month out from the child being born, and mm-hmm. she says, "Okay, how can I accelerate this process?" Yeah, and we so see that this. She, I think this kind of explains all of her erratic actions with the horse, and and George says, "Like you were doing, you walked six miles the other day, like." Mm-hmm. You were moonwalking? I saw you doing that? You were doing the worm on the floor? Like, that's definitely not healthy. <laughs> what was going on there? So she's, she's, she can no longer try to gimmick this baby out of her by some ways. Mm-hmm. She's in labor. So yeah, her way of faking that is by smashing a vase at the bottom of a staircase and lying on the floor and saying she fell. Yep. She's going to get rid of that thing. The only thing is, she didn't really check ahead to see if Dr. Choke was available. Nope. Because he's not. Because he's dealing with uh, <laughs> Ray Penvenon. Ray Penvenon. And yeah. so they say, well, who do we call? <laughs> the other doctor's far oh, away. Man. That was a 
weird sneeze. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Yeah, man. I got some birthing pains going on over <laughs> here. I'm sorry. So, Ray, uh, Dr. Choke is gone, and Jeffrey Charles is like, all right, what about Dr. Dwight? And Francis is like, or not Francis, R.I.P. Francis. George is like, uh-uh, that guy's a kook, and he's on. He's at, at sea right now. Come on, man, are you out of your mind? <laughs> you dumb child. But they like ask about a couple other doctors, and it's like, no, they're all busy. Like, send for all him. Right. So then Jeffrey Charles just takes it on his own, writes a little note. Him and Mark mm-hmm. want to go hand it to the, the courier. And yep. we see that, you know, Dr. Dwight's about to consummate his marriage. Which, I mean, the Caroline does reference, like, well, at least it's not the first time. So we know they did the deed. Yeah, at, the, at bed and breakfast, that or the inn, whatever it was. But literally, this is their wedding night, and he gets a, they, they get a note. Well, who gets a note? It's it's Ross or Demelza gets a note, and they have to go tell him, like, you got to stop the stroke, bro. Got to got got to get out of here. Well, pr- prior to that scene... And speaking of what I was saying about how Ross always says like he's got something to do and then nothing happens, they're having the wedding mm-hmm. feast and Ross goes, "Well, me and Demelza have to go do some chores right now," and we we see they're like, "All right, well, thanks for the feast." And then it cuts to Ross and Demelza sitting drinking by the fire. <laughs> it's like, hey man, that's a lot to do right there. <laughs> they're like, "All right, we got to go do our our daily drinking by the fire. <laughs> Check it yeah. off the list." But yes, uh, Doctor Dwight is interrupted, and mm-hmm. you know what's the hypocritic Hippocratic oath he has to go serve. Right, and but the shame of it is he has to go back to see the next day. So do you think he they get it done? I don't think they do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> looks like he's working the, the live long night there. Uh, meanwhile, the the moon is out. It's a it's a full moon for everyone to see. Well, but it ain't a full moon. <laughs> It's it's a it's a it's a black moon. It's a black. We moon. We see Anna Agatha is all about this black moon. Oh yeah, man. She's. I feel like this is the first time in the series too where Aunt Agatha's quips and stuff has started to work on me. Like it. Maybe Not it's just when she pulled the gun. You didn't length. like when she pulled the gun. I did like when she pulled the gun, but I feel like her, her the dialogue has gotten better around her. It doesn't feel as forced or well, it she, feels more. Fun. She has a better foil now. She doesn't seem like a moaner. Yeah. She seems like a purposeful antagonizer. Right. Ever since George came into the picture against her, I think that really helped to kind of set things off. Yeah, because that was when she was at her best. When Francis was around, she was always like, how come you and Ross aren't cool? I think you and Ross should be cool. And it was always like... she was just a nag. (laughs) "Eh, Ross and Elizabeth have a little bit of an... "Eh," Like, I don't think this is a good idea. And now she's like, no, I hate you, George. You stink. Yeah. That's why all her best quips were against George in the first two Mm -hmm. seasons. Yep. So, yeah, the boy begged Venice, uh, the Jeffrey Charles, so he's there. And when they get there, like Uncle Kerry is saying, man, a younger, better specimen would have done better. It's like, dude, it's too late. She's pregnant with his child. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want at this point, Kerry? Yeah, and uh, we see, so, I, so uh, excuse me, Dwight uh, uh, manages to get the letter yeah. out to his wife that her uncle is now on his way out. Right, because George tells him, like, yeah, everyone was busy because Choke is working with uh, Ray Penavan. He, he's going to die. Oh, crikey. Uh, <laughs> that, that's not good for Dwight. So we see that um, Caroline goes and trots all the way out there. And, oh, and, and Dwight does say in that moment, like, by the way, your, your wife, is she's in labor. She's going to have the baby tonight. Yeah, this is not some kind of thing. And then <laughs> is that when, when, when George basically says, like, you're not leaving, right? 
Or no, that's after the birth, where he's like, you can't leave until someone else gets here. And it's right. like, what are you, my yeah. boss? Yeah. So uh, we see that mm-hmm. Caroline goes to, to Uncle Ray, who is dying, and yeah. has a total baby face turn on his way out the door. He's like, I'm sorry about all that stuff about making you run around trying to find the right guy. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'm set. She said, what if I showed, oh, okay. what if I showed you something? She shows up the ring. He's like, <gasps> and then he disappears. <laughs> like Yoda before him. He just disappears and the sheets collapse. Yeah. I think that was a nice moment that he basically says, like, I live my whole life a bachelor and I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I wish I could have married for love. And it's, it's, but it's also, you know, it's a very convenient, having just watched a Downton Abbey too. it's a very convenient old person last monologue. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wheezes it all out and, uh, it's a nice death between the two of them. They, 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 you know, he sees himself out pretty, pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Ray Penavin. Penavin. Pen. I can't. Pen. Pen. Ven. And. Pen. Ven. And this is one reason I, I, I won't miss him. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, all. yeah, because Caroline is not at Caroline Ennis. So you yeah, don't even Caroline need to Ennis. say Pen. Ven. And at all. At all. It's great. <laughs> uh. So, anyways, the moon is out. the The Carn boys, uh, I, I feel like that's how I got to refer to them because they, they apparently they just come the as a package duo. <laughs> yeah, the Carnies. Uh, they say the shadow of death is coming as they stare at the moon. Oh, when it comes, Demelza's uh, dad croaks too. Elizabeth Demelza staring at it. She's she's saying, you know, pray for deliverance. <laughs> staring at the uh, the moon. They're all pretty concerned. Ross is staring at the moon. He's not really doing much. He's just staring at it. Well, he's on the horse bringing Caroline. He's like looking in the sky like, oh, no. Even the man in the moon is crying. So. But the baby is born. It's a son. And we see our boy George brings him down, showing him off. And they say, what should we name him? And Aunt Agatha's like, how about a family name like Francis or Charles or Ross? Yeah, it's so good. And and who is it? Is it Aunt Agatha who says that's what an eight-month uh, brat looks like? Or is that Carrie? I think that's Uncle, Uncle Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, man. I mean, nobody's thrilled right now. No, 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 no. does not Agatha say something like, I don't know about eight months. Right. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't even think about the math on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, uh... But we see George is, uh... Not only vain, but he's a terrible baby namer because it's Baby Valentine. Oh, dude, did, did you groan when you heard this? I said, I was just like, I said, oh goodness gracious, this is this a decision. Is terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you know, Miss Poldark, she, she's sitting there, and they say escort Miss Poldark to her room. So they kick, they pick her up by the chair. They say pick, escort the chair and. Uh, uh, you know, Miss Poldark to her room. Uncle Carrie starts cackling to himself at her being carried around. Now, is this when Ross is in the window watching? Yeah, he's in the window watching. He's watching her get carried around. Uh, and she's, she asks for one you know, moment to speak her piece. And she says, that child of yours, Kirsty B, born under a black moon, no good will come to him. And it's like, look, you can cast a spell or you know curse all you want on Agatha. The child is named Valentine. It's already doomed. It's already doomed. The, yeah, there's no, it can't there's really no escape that kind of... Valentine. That's a... You, you did it to yourself, George. You can blame Agatha if you want later down the line, but what, what were you thinking? And uh, we see Ross and Demelza are kind of 
well, we see the moon churn, man. Now we see the moon full out red. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and it's beaming. Ross and Demelza, are, Demelza it says, you know, out, it's the baby. We get. Oh, wait. You skipped a. After this, this blood red moon comes out, Ross goes for a run. And he's just shouting, like, <laughs> on the he, beach. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he's charging full that boy, tilt. That boy's a sniper. He shot his shot. One you, and you done. You run so you can uh, be out of liquid for tears, man. That's what he's doing. <laughs> but when he gets uh, home, Demel's is like, it happened, huh? Yeah. And so he, he Ross is like, I got to go take care of something. I got to go finish something off. And Demel's, and again, he doesn't Demel's really do is much. like, uh-oh. Yeah. So he goes to see uh, George. Who goes to work the next day. He just had a child and he's back at work. Or his wife just had a child and he's at work immediately. Yeah, at the bank. Uh, so, uh, you know, he, George thinks he's there to like kind of congratulate him on having the kid. Pours each of them a drink. And Ross is like, I got a proposition for you. And this will make both of us happy. It's not even really just, like a deal. No, it's not at all. He, he he's Because he's annoyed with the way they treat Agatha. He's like, just take care of them. And then you won't have to worry about me. I'll be gone. Just take care of them. He says, George I will like, never bother you again if you promise me I'll take care of them. And George does not even agree to this in the moment. Yeah. George doesn't shake his hand. There's no, there's no yes. That's what we're doing. It's just. It feels like okay, such a waste of time is, to scene because we know that's not going to happen. We got three more seasons to fill here. Of course they're going to be at each other's throats. I don't know. This could be it. That'd be hilarious if all of a sudden George just sees himself out as an adversary and then someone else steps into the picture. Carrie's just full-on bad guy. No, it's Jeffrey the, Charles becomes the bad the guy, goon, actually. Tom Harry. He's the new. No, no, no. It's going to be Jeffrey Charles, man. He's going to be like, you know what? Oh, I don't what, like you adults. What a heel turn that would be. I would be here there for it. He inherits real leisure and then takes it to, you know, to get some mining going. Um, anyways... Yeah, as we mentioned at the end of this episode, Drake introduces himself to Marwenna because she's taking Jeffrey for a walk. They get lost in Nampura and they need to find their way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see George go to uh, to, Mel- uh, to Elizabeth, Elizabeth and s- yeah, and say that Ross has admitted defeat. We're good. He's not going to be in our lives anymore. And Elizabeth's like, oh no. Yeah, she's so concerned. And also, it's not it's not like Ross admitted defeat either. He he just like no, let's just be done with this, dude. Yeah, he just said, I don't want to deal with you anymore. You're, you're, you know, like, I don't have any business with you. Yeah. But we got one one last swerve in the episode. And this was a very well done swerve, I thought. Sure. They're walking on the beach. Demelza says, well, what'd you do? Because she's thinking now, now we're getting Maury involved. But Ross mm-hmm. just said, I closed it. Deal's done. I'm, that's his baby. I'm not dealing with him again. It's over. What's done is done. The past is in the past. And she says, well, I got some news for the future. She's pregnant again. Dude, Ross is just pumping him out in this show. This is going to be his fourth child that's going to be born on the show. Third, technically. Well, third, yeah, technically. Yeah, well, but maybe, still well, fourth pregnancy. Fourth, that technically, he... but third yeah. confirmed. Right, third confirmed, at least. The dude is just a machine. Uh, all the more power to him. He's still got it. I like the, his his response is so natural where he's like, oh, not the best of cool. times. 
But that's awesome news. Like, Ross has definitely done a lot of growing. Yeah, you're prosperous. Be, be happy with that. Also, his hair is back, by the way. That's natural hair? That's definitely less of a gold bloomy wig. This. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks legit. But that's the episode. Yeah. It's a good, good opener, I thought. Oh, Actually, amazing pretty opener. Moved the black moon on Agatha. Yeah. Oh, um, it's pretty riveting. High quality stuff. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all ready for a season three. I think it's only nine episodes this season. Uh, instead of the 10 that we got last year. I think that's how it is on the rest of the show, actually. Or eight ep- episodes next season, rather. Oh, wow. They just keep trimming them down. Wow. And eight episodes right. in season five. So there we go, man. Anyways, though. Yeah, we got power rankings. <laughs> for we do have power right, rankings. Uh, who do you got going down? You can start us off. Number three, I got Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Uh she keeps trying to avoid this child. She's going to have the child. What, she, what can she really do about it? And uh, she just seems miserable, especially with the position Jeffrey Charles is going to be in, maybe if he's in boarding school. Uh, she just seems like she's she's trapped. Yeah, truly. Well, mm-hmm. going down, I got a, a tie for our, okay. our deceased characters. Because, you know, Mr. Carnes, we never really liked him very much, but he... On his way out the mm-hmm. door, he tried to get all three of his kids to be you know, yeah. radical preachers, and only one of them really bit. So that's on him. And then Uncle Ray had this sort of come to God moment on his deathbed, but didn't get to live to see the fruits of that good nature. So that's why I'm going to give them. The yeah, third both. Place. I have both them uh, at number two. So I yeah, I got Tom Carn and Ray Penevin uh, at number two because they're dead and they're out of the picture. Okay. But who's number two for you, Dave? I got Sam at number two, because I think who's Sam? Sam is Demel's other brother, because I think he's basically brain. <laughs> keep up with this. He gets kind of like brainwashed into this this radical profession that his father is. His dad never had money, you know. When we first met Demelza, she was like a street rat, like Aladdin. Like she was all messy and stuff. And this is not the kind of life that anybody wants. And I always. I don't like the fact that Sam is now basically giving his life to being a crazy person in the eyes of many people in this narrative. I feel like you're reading more into him than I got out of this episode. <laughs> well, he see, barely well, registered with me. You see that that Demel's is like, get me out of here. And Drake is like, I don't want anything to do with it. And Sam is like, I will follow what your your rules, yeah. Father. It's like, oh, yeah. boy, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. There's always one rotten apple. Uh, well, number one going down, I got Valentine. <laughs> The, the the boy is cursed before it, or just as it's born by, by Aunt Agatha and then he also has the name Valentine which is just a terrible terrible name unless he becomes like bullied. some pop singer Val- lover boy Valentine Val- Warligan that's way too many syllables what a what a disaster uh, so man just to be coming off he's the rip even, like that he's not even a day old and he's gotten the worst <laughs> he's cursed dude he, he was born under a bad mood you can't get much worse than that man hey a, a Black Moon. Well, I got uh, so I got, Dave. I got Elizabeth at number one because that oh, really? does not get much. She, she, she tries to juke her body into giving a natural early birth. It doesn't work. Do you she, think she's trying to avoid the Black Moon? No, I don't think she knows about the Black Moon. <laughs> okay, but she she gives birth to this kid. She's not, you know, you can see it in her that she's not like thrilled. George uh-huh. keeps walking all over her, and George keeps saying, you know, like. It, it, her life is not her life anymore. She's done. And then she finds out at the very end that Ross is is cashed out on her. 
she, you know, I think that deep in her heart, she thinks Ross is going to save her. Yeah. And no, not going to happen. Not happening. Well, that was who was going down. Who's going up for you, Dave? Well, at number three, I got a tie between Ross and Demelza because okay. there's a, still a lot of turmoil going on inside of Ross's heart about this the lineage of, of Valentine. So you can't give him first place but because they they were more in the background as far as this plot is concerned in this episode. But good news about the baby. Good news about them prospering. So mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, at number three, I got Caroline. She okay. sees her father off, or, you know... Uncle, father figure. Uncle, father figure off. Uh, and then she also got married. She's in a good place, so... Yeah, good for her. Hmm. Okay. Well, number two, yeah. I got the new the new king of town, Jeffrey Charles. Okay. This boy is... This boy is everything we need in this show. He's a little yeah, man. stick in the, in the mud <laughs> in the best way possible. He's... I foresee very good things with Jeffrey Charles as far as messing with George and being on Ross's side and helping mm-hmm. reconnect that family that is not connected right now. So Jeffrey Charles, yeah. that's my guy. Well, number two, I got Dwight Ennis. He mm-hmm. gets married also. And he shows up to save the day to help Elizabeth out with birth and that child. And then he's back off to war. Uh, okay. Must suck to go back to war battle, but, you know. And he also got blocked on his one night uh, home, so... Number two for him this week. Okay. Well, at number one, I got a tie between Caroline and Dwight because it's mm-hmm. a bittersweet wedding, but it's it shows. I think it shows the community that is being built on the. You know, if this is a pro wrestling, we have the good guys on one side and the bad guys on the other. It's good to see all the good guys come together for a good thing, and that's yeah. the wedding. And it's a nice moment. It's subtle. It shows that Caroline is really adapted to love rather than what she thought she needed. And Dwight's got a day off. He gets mm-hmm. married, and then he gets called into action, and he performs admirably and maintains his character amidst the warligans who are terrible people. So they get number one for that's me. Fair. Well, for me, it's Jeffrey Charles. <laughs> I don't think there's been a character that's announced himself as strongly and loudly uh, in, in recent memory. The guy, the kid, the guy, he just walks in there and is just like, I don't care if you're my father. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Charles Francis Poldark, <laughs> whatever you want to call me. Uh, yeah, man, this kid is just popping off. <laughs> Good for him. I see big things for this guy's future. This kid grew up like five years and within nine months. Yeah, like, physically he grew up like four years. Emotionally he grew up like 15 years. And in, in the best way, you see elements of Francis really truly carried over to him. Like the later day Francis who found himself mm-hmm. in this kid. And I feel like that's a great way to honor the spirit of... Uh, Francis uh, Poldark and all of them. It is. So. Great character. Hyped to see more for this season. Oh, absolutely. So I was, I missed it, and it was one of those things that we did, Gilded Age was so, you know, present as a, you know, since we were watching it live, and yeah. and going back to Downton is always fun, and mm-hmm. we were definitely in Julia mode, and that was fun and good, but this is a different breed. This show is on another level. It's cutthroat. Yeah, man. It, it goes for the throat for sure. Well, with that, like you said, Dave, we have a Patreon coming soon. We're mm-hmm. encouraging people to get get feedback to us. But uh, have you been watching anything else? Not particularly. Not. It's been a. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the circle. I think I'm like two thirds of the way through. I bit. I, I wasn't. I wasn't back. sure it, if it was gonna be something worth watching, but it's back, and it's. They do some really cool stuff in this season of the circle. Does Obi Wan show up on it? 
No, I'm not quite. I haven't. I have watched that as well. Because we did take last week off, so I guess if the, like the shows that just happened in natural time, we got more than one episode to watch. So yes, Obi Wan as well. Yeah, which is better than the Circle, but the Circle is the Circle. You know, I'm a where big are you fan. at on Obi Wan so far, man? You feeling it? Yes, I am. What are we three episodes in? Right. Yeah, we're only three episodes, yeah. and we're halfway through the show. I mean, again, it's the same problem I had with like Moon Knight. I feel like we're halfway halfway through. Like, can you resolve anything in three more hours? Yeah, I feel like we've we've barely moved things forward, and yet we gotta <laughs> get somewhere. I, I that's what I'm trying to figure out. The pacing just feels like all over the map with that show. I can't figure out where where it's going exactly, but but and it's a higher stakes than like Boba Fett, so you you yeah. want there to be more. And there, there was also, but the, also there's something weird about seeing Darth Vader on my TV screen. Spoiler alert, but just seeing Darth Vader just on a TV, it's like this guy belongs in a theater, on a big screen. Not in a sand dune, just prowling around. <laughs> and it just, there. I mean, I know we've we've reached the point in Star Wars lore where our perceptions of time and characters interacting and people in places during the Star Wars saga are are being changed. And mm-hmm. I haven't come to terms with all of that. Like you yeah. just said, kind of the theatrical sense. To me, it's more of like, oh, so everything that we're led to believe our whole lives is wrong <laughs> right yeah it's, it's strange and to tie it all up in a bow though we did see uh, a preview of andor there's a trailer out and none other than francis poldark is starring in that show thank god thank god give that man some <laughs> some money bridgeport connecticut represent uh oh yeah well, there goes our shot of getting him on the podcast yeah we are absolutely not going to get uh kyle solar <laughs> Uh, on the podcast, uh, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Maybe, maybe the Disney gimmick will make him get more active on social media, and he's going to have to start looking at tweets and stuff. And if we can hit him with the right thing, who knows? I don't know. He just voiced uh, uh, one of the puppy, one of the Dalmatians in the hundred one Dalmatian Street in a, a TV show for ten episodes. Great, make the money. Dogs. So. <laughs> the Andor trailer Kyle looks Solar actually pretty interesting too. I think. Yeah. That one will be interesting because it has no connection to the the trilogy, so it'll just be its own thing. I think it's actually tied to Poldark, actually, not, <laughs> not the rest of Star Wars. Yeah, get, the rest <laughs> of the, get the rest of the gang in there. Yeah. Pip Torrance is already in the Star Wars universe. Why not? Yeah, why not? All right. Well, on that note, you know where to find us, right? Yeah, I do. Tell, tell the people <laughs> okay. where to find us. Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, you can hit us up on Gmail, lordsgrantham at gmail.com. You can find all our older episodes on your podcast service of choice or our website on, on Podbean. And of course, we have a Patreon uh, that you can subscribe to. And we have some merch too that is just still out there. It's, it's there. I mean, that's what merch is for. It's, it's there. there if you're Absolutely. interested. Otherwise, we will catch you next time on the pod.